Welcome to Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo with a genuine conversation about what's missing from the human connection. Let's join Melanie and Gerda now. Good day and welcome to another episode of Take Another Look podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Tadio Malo, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gerda Felix. I called you a host. Is it okay? You did. Oh <laughs> and I thought, what language was that? <laughs> how are you, Gerda? I am well. How are you? <laughs> I am great. I am great. Trying to get back into the swing of things after a once in a lifetime experience, Gerda. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about my trip and about once in a lifetime experiences and how we have had them and how we also miss out on them. Okay. So as you know, I went to South Africa for three weeks in January. First, I'll start by saying three weeks is far too short to go somewhere like that. I'll be honest, I was a little nervous about traveling that far. It was my first time going 20 hours. Now we did cut it up a bit, but before I carry on, Gerda, I want you to think about a once in a lifetime experience that you've had. Do you have it in your mind? Hmm. Okay, so I'll share, you know, I could share many things, but I'll share the first time I traveled without my family. So I, I traveled with friends. Mm-hmm. The first time I went to Venezuela and I went to Venezuela for two weeks. Nice. That was amazing. <laughs> something you'll remember forever, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's not the same culture. Mm-hmm. It's not, I've experienced things differently than what I am used to in my, in Canada, mm-hmm. where, where I lived then. Um, I still live in Canada, but I live in a different city, mm-hmm. in a different province. So going to Venezuela was such a beautiful experience. When I travel, I travel merely for the people that I am going to meet, the mm-hmm. people who live in the country, because I like to feel things as real as they are. Because yeah. I find when you go to a resort and you stay in the resort, well, you're only experiencing the club med type of resort. Yes. Not the way people live. And I like to experience the way people live. So that's why for me, that was, yes, an experience of a lifetime. Yes. And I want you to keep that in mind when I go through, because I'm going to ask you questions for it. Okay? okay. So, all right. The plane ride to Venezuela. How long was it? That was five hours. Five hours. So pretty yes. good, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long. You're excited. You're traveling. Well, yep. we flew eight hours to London first. Okay. So it wasn't terrible because it was at night and we went business class. Now, this was my first time on business class. And it's pretty cool. We had our own little section. So Becky had his section. I had my section. We had a seat that laid out into a bed. I had a TV. I had a light. I had everything I needed right here. And I didn't feel like I was sitting on top of somebody else. So it was pretty comfortable. And I'll be honest, I slept the whole way because it was nighttime and I was still in my time zone, right? Flying over there. I was still, because we left at 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock. So we get to London and now I'm getting excited. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm halfway there. I'm halfway there in my mind is what I'm saying. And 
there was no gate available because I guess we were either before or after our, our landing time. I can't remember which one was. And so we landed in the middle of the tarmac. So okay. there were several of us that needed wheelchair assistance. Um, and so we had to wait for them to call this conveyor because they had the staircase. And of course we couldn't do the stairs in the middle of the tarmac. So they had, we had to wait. And it took a long time. At this point now I'm starting to get a little anxious cause you know, I'm mm-hmm. waiting and I want to get to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we didn't have the best experience with this. Uh, the person that was helping was not very, uh, did not have accessibility and sensitivity training. We'll just leave it at that. Um, mm. And it was cold. It was colder in, in, in U, uh, UK than it was in Canada. And of course, I was ready for South Africa. So I've got my mm. little blazer on. I've got my <laughs> so much freezing. Oh, no. Yeah. So anyways, finally get to the lounge, business class lounge, and we have 11 hour layover. Okay. 11 hours, Gerda. That's like almost a half a day. Yes. <laughs> now, yeah. it was a great opportunity because could stretch my legs. There was food, drink, everything was great. And of course I got to spend time with Becky and we started to create content right away. Cause you know, my YouTube channel was the focus, mm-hmm. but I was getting really excited and really anxious about getting South Africa. So it just seemed to take longer and longer and longer. And then when I flew to South Africa, another 12 hour flight, finally got on flight. I didn't sleep because my time zones now are messed up. So it's, yes daytime when I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be sleeping so by the time I get to South Africa I'm excited I'm exhausted I'm a mess a hot mess I'm looking pretty gross you know they provide you a little uh, freshen up kit that was doing me no help <laughs> <laughs> but now of course I am in South Africa wow so exciting but I was nervous I was nervous I didn't know what to expect I didn't know and of course my poor husband he's trying to navigate me the suitcases, because of course, Melanie doesn't travel light, Gerda. Oh, no. <laughs> you like me. Yes, four suitcases. Okay. And poor Becky, I think he had one of those suitcases. But anyways, he's trying to navigate everything. And I'm trying to take everything in and all this excitement. But when you traveled and you finally got to your destination, Gerda, how did you feel? Hmm, let me recall. Well, I was excited, but I was also tired. Um, yes. So it was. I was happy that I was in the country because I don't think I really like plane taking the plane. But you know, some you travel sometimes you have you don't have no choice. Yes. So for me, when I am on you know the ground, <laughs> I can touch the ground. Yes. I feel a little bit better. So I was excited, but I was also very tired. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. So. I was feeling those things as well. Plus, it's now beautifully hot. It's 32 mm-hmm. degrees, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm in my elements. I love the heat. And my husband's like, well, we need to rent a car. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, okay. There was no cars available at the airport. None. Zero. Zilch. So, of course, I'm panicking. And I have nothing to panic about, but that's just how I am. Long story short, we finally get a taxi. And it ends up being somebody that Becky knew from South Africa. Oh, happened to be there. So it was great. It was a connection from my husband and his new his friend. Yes. So they take us to the hotel. And of course, I'm getting this tour, but everything's flying by me and I'm trying to capture it. But of course, I'm not seeing it fully. So I'm tired. I'm experiencing I'm on this emotional high. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm in South Africa. It's just like almost disbelief. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to fast forward because that was it. We get to the Sheridan, beautiful hotel. We check in. Everything's great. I sleep. I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I had a power five-hour nap. And I woke up and I felt fresh. Went downstairs. We had dinner. Everything was great. And Melanie, remember, I think I told you guys this before I left, Becky said this needed to be a working vacation. <laughs> you will never utter those words again to me. Because <laughs> Melanie's definition of a working vacation is yeah. two to three meetings a day. <laughs> yep. So the very next morning, we had our first meeting at 10 a.m. Keep in mind, we're seven hours ahead there. So time zones all messed up. I'm mm-hmm. up at five o'clock, getting myself ready because I'm so excited. I'm going to meet with somebody about diversity and inclusion in South Africa. I'm just ready to go. My poor husband is exhausted because he began his the time zones kicked his butt. So we hit the day. I meet with a wonderfully informative woman, really connected, and I'm learning a lot about South Africa. The different types of people, like in any country, right. that different ways of being and life, and but it was just so informative and so exciting. I then get whisked away to go beyond SABC, which is South African Broadcasting Corporation, to be on a TV show. And that was exciting, but that was far. It was in Johannesburg. So we had to go traveling. Again, all these things are new experiences for me, meeting great new people and not taking pictures, recording everything. It was just like documented. I felt kind of like a celebrity, I'll be honest, Garrett. <laughs> it was exciting, but the next day I was able to go visit two special schools. And this I just want to take a little extra time with because we know I work with individuals with disabilities in Canada, but mm-hmm. being able to see how that works in South Africa was an eye-opening experience because in Canada, we have inclusive education and most of our, our learners are students with disabilities are mainstream and they have assistance in the classroom. Whereas for us, for us in South Africa, they have special schools and very few learners with disabilities are mainstream. So it was a very different experience. I saw a school for the blind, school for cerebral palsy, and then secondary school for learners with disabilities, a variety of them. That was in Pretoria. And these are the best of the best, the cream of the crop schools for special schools. It was really humbling, Gerda, how much how much we have from resources in Canada for learners with disabilities. South Africa, they do their very best. They're doing a great job, but the resources are very limited. The funding is very limited. And I was really became aware of how lucky we are here in Canada for that piece. That doesn't mean they don't get by. It doesn't mean they don't do great work because the educators do it because they love it. The learners are there. They're getting what they need. Nobody's deprived, but it just was a night and day difference. Yes. Yes. So that was exciting. But you know, Gerda, we had to have a little bit of fun. And I'm just going to highlight some of the things because I could talk about this for a year and we'll be here forever. And that's not the intention. I was on a couple safaris. I was able to go to Sun City, which is like Las Vegas of South Africa. I met so many amazing people at a spa, at a hotel, definitely lots and lots. But highlight and that once in a lifetime experience, and I'm totally highlighting different things. If everybody wants to check out my entire journey, please go to my YouTube channel, was walking with the lions and petting the cheetah. Okay. (laughs) And this is- Melanie, you didn't say you went to the house of 
Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting oh, there. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, two go ahead. <laughs> I was excited. Yeah, no, don't, ahead. don't you worry. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, there's so many things. So yes, uh, I was able to actually meet Gatili, one of our Toastmasters friends, in person with her husband, and I'll talk about that in a little bit much. But yeah, so it was so good. Uh, we, anyways, the, the lions and cheetahs. So you know when you hear about walking with the lions and petting the cheetah, get it? What would you think of first? Well, the picture, when you said that to me, the picture I had in my mind was that because I've, I've seen a friend of mine, her daughter went to, she was doing an internship in one of the countries in Africa and she took some, oh my goodness, the pictures were amazing. And I saw her, she, it was her with two lions, a male and a female. And mm -hmm. the pictures were, oh, and she was standing with them. It looks so majestic. So for me, when you said you were going to walk with the lion and the cheetahs, I thought, well, you would walk with them so that you could, you could take that kind of picture <laughs> when you're walking with them. And in fact, I did have a picture just like that, just so you know. Okay. Okay. Um, so definitely it is there. But First of all, the first thing the guide says to us, well, first of all, before I went, I thought I was going to be eaten by a lion. I'll be honest. <laughs> I was afraid. Okay. These lions are wild animals. And rapid <laughs> so that was my first thing. So the fear almost stopped me until my husband mentioned, Melly, they're, they're on a game reserve. They're not wild. You'll be okay. Um, but lions don't walk. They gallop. They run. I was running a marathon with the lions. Let me tell you, you watch my YouTube, I'm looking like I'm going to die from heat and running, not because of the lions, because I am so out of shape. But what an amazing experience. Because when you actually look at it, I was a meter away from these lions. Now I can tell you, I couldn't see them very well, but woohoo, do they smell? <laughs> but oh, wow, it was amazing. And when I thought I was going to collapse and that was it and I was done for the day, uh-uh. No, no, no. I got to do a safari where we then ended off with cheetahs. And this is the experience that changed my life. Yes, running with the lions was amazing. But you had a choice. Do you want to stay outside of the enclosure with the cheetah or do you want to go and interact with the cheetah? What would you have done, Gerda? Okay. So the choice is, do I want to go close In to them? Go in and interact with the cheetah, or do you want to stand on the outside of the enclosure and watch? Oh, for me, it's watching for sure. Ah, see, that's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> the, I like animals from afar. <laughs> so, uh -huh. right, right. so, but my husband reminded me, you've come all this way for a once in a lifetime experience. Come with us, let's go inside. The guy said, I'm going to see if she's in a good mood. I'm like, uh, could you check before we come in? <laughs> And he told us to put our backs against the cage. And so he's like, okay, she's in a good mood, everyone. Everybody can come up one at a time and pet her. Well, I can't see where she is. I'm thinking I'm staying put. And then all of a sudden I hear, <gasps> and I'm like, heart is going like this. And then I feel something licking my arm. Now my arm, my left arm is paralyzed. Remember this. Mm -hmm. It feels like sandpaper running up and down. The lion had gotten up and walked over and picked me out and started to lick my arm. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh. First of all, I couldn't believe it. I could feel it. But I'm like, the cheetah is licking my arm. <laughs> and everybody's like, 
oh my gosh, you're never going to have to yeah. walk the arm again. The guy came over. He's like, she's never done this before. I said, well, the arm's paralyzed. How did she know? He's like, she's got insight. And then, of course, he's like, you can pet her. And I pet her. And she was purring, like, burr, 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 like a really loud purr. Mm-hmm. And just so calm and soft. It was so incredible. Her name was Angel. Mm-hmm. And Angel changed my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, she licked my arm, Gerda. And I felt it. But after that experience, mm-hmm. I still have feeling in my arm. I never had feeling before. It's, it's itchy. I can feel like when it's itchy, I can feel pain. I broke a nail. I could feel that. And now I can tell when I'm cold before I couldn't feel any of that. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So incredible. But I think of it this way. This is a once in a lifetime experience. One that I almost didn't do because I was afraid. Mm. And now I'm trying to convince my husband to take me back weekly. So he can (laughs) continue the therapy. (laughs) He didn't buy that idea, but you know, <laughs> so that was huge for me. And then of course, going to Robin Island um, and going into Nelson Mandela's cell. And again, perks of being blind, just saying, I got to touch everything. Everybody else had to stand outside. And it was just so powerful and humbling to actually be where he was for 20 years. Yeah. Mind blowing. And again, there's so many other great parts, Gerda, but I want to come back to your once in a lifetime experience. What was it for you on your trip to Venezuela that you will remember most? You talked about the people and not going to just the resort and Club Med. What was it? Well, the people for sure. I find I find that I connected very well with them. I find I do, you know, the thing is I, I know I have an ability to connect with people, but that was instant. And and the the shows that they deliver at in the evenings were amazing. Yes, the music is warm and inviting. I even <laughs> one of the evenings, I even learned to salsa, and I, that's when I learned there were two different. Well, there there are many kinds of salsa, but I learned of the two different kinds of salsa: the salsa romantica. Mm-hmm. Y la salsa erotica. (laughs) (laughs) Because because the person who was showing me had asked me which one I would like to learn. And I said, well, let's stick to the la salsa romantica. (laughs) That was, the people were very, very, very warm. Mm -hmm. The shows, they were the highlights. I've been to many places. And the shows that I've experienced in Venezuela, I have not experienced this anywhere else. And, you know, for me too, the people, like I have never felt so included and just like part of the family, everybody I met there, everybody, whether it was professional with all the meetings or with, I met my mother-in-law for the first time. That was beautiful. And also just everyday people that you meet. I've never felt so accepted and included. It was just a beautiful experience. And like you said, everybody has a different way, what, no matter what country we're in. But what I did notice the big difference is everybody, no matter what status they are, no matter where they are in life, no matter how rich or poor, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. So happy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm saying life is perfect by any stretch for them because of course people struggle you know they all have challenges but 
they love life. They're thankful, mm-hmm. they're grateful. And I really noticed that because here in Canada, we needed to lesson on that here and there because we're really good at complaining, aren't we? Yes. And that's one thing I also felt when I went to Venezuela and I also felt it when I went to Cuba, you know, to people there. And it, they, well, when I went, it reminded me of Haiti, are very joyful. There's a joy, inner joy that nothing can take away. Because when you think, you know, I always say we here in North America, well, in Canada where I live, I can say that we are very blessed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I usually say that we have a very a beautiful mattress that we are <laughs> sitting on, <laughs> okay, because it's fluffy. It's And as soon as we don't have that or there's something that happened, we don't have that joy. We don't have the joy inside of us because, you know, we're used to this, so we don't have it. We're going to complain to get it. And we work, 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 work. And that's the life. Yes. And that's exactly it. And so it really opened my eyes to this and I'm now being very mindful of it or trying to be, because it's a way that we kind of have acquired as Canadians. That's the way we are. It's hard to change like that, but trying to be mindful of it. And again, I'm not going to give any more away except what did I talk about what you mentioned or did I miss it? So you talked about, well, you said you were going to talk about the fact that you met with Gatile. Yes. So, oh my gosh, it was beautiful. So yes. You- so just before that, I wanted to say one more thing. Since I left, so I went to Venezuela and for two weeks. So since I left Venezuela, I don't, I have stopped wearing a watch. Oh, why is that? That's the one thing I know for me, because I felt like there I had learned to relax. Mm-hmm. and not be bogged down by time. And I wanted to experience this coming back to Canada. So I don't wear watches. <laughs> I don't wear a watch since that, and it's been more than 25 years. Oh my gosh, wow, that's a huge impact for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with all my meetings, I was a little obsessed with time. I think my husband would have preferred if I had lost that watch as well. <laughs> but yes, yeah. yeah, so Tilly, um, it was so beautiful. Went to her home, what a gorgeous home. Her family is lovely. And her husband and her took us to Sanctuary Mandela. What another beautiful experience. And just, oh, but I have to tell you about the actual situation. We get there and there's all these big security black cars from the US. I said, Katuli, I didn't know you had a warm welcome for me like this, my gosh. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they had the the, uh, uh, Secretary of State was there visiting for a meeting with the officials and they weren't going to let us in, but we had reservations. Finally, they did let us in. Um, but it was just a beautiful opportunity to tour and to learn about Nelson Mandela's home as president. But what I loved is Becky, both of our husband's names are Becky, which is awesome. We, our Becky's talked politics. They talked so many different things. We talked about history. We talked about apartheid. And I had great interviews with them on my YouTube channel as well. But for Katilia and I to meet in person for the very first time after zooming in and out in Toastmasters, it was just so great to actually meet her in person and get to know her a bit better. And of course, I knew she was amazing, but it was just great to spend that time. 
And she sent you home some gifts, Garrett. I can't wait to get them to you because they're beautiful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to receive them yes. for sure. Yes. That means I have to get together with you. So I will encourage our audience, please check out my YouTube, Gaining Vision with Melanie Tadio Malo, because I have documented all of the fun times. I didn't even touch on uh, Western Cape, Cape Town, um, all the beautiful things and other experiences I had professionally. So much good stuff and there's still more to come. So please check it out often. And having a once in a lifetime experience is something that only happens once in a lifetime. We can try to emulate it over and over again in different ways but that lasting impression will always be with you in your heart. So don't let fear get in the way. Embrace opportunities and say yes, because maybe it's not South Africa or Venezuela, but something may happen that will change your life forever. So until next time. Take another look. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye.